Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I wonder how many of you actually are starting to get the revelation that what you don't need is another great message. You know, we have great messages that we do nothing with, nothing with, but the voice of God, that can change your life. So don't be robbed this morning. Stay tuned, stay focused, and listen to what God wants to say to you today. Did you know that asking, I wonder how many of you are question askers? How many of you love asking questions? There's a few of you. Well, the rest of you want to get into it because asking questions is the most effective way of learning. The CEO of Google, Eric Schmidt, said, we run this company on questions, not answers. If you keep asking questions, you keep finding better answers. Better answers. Do you know all great inventors and scientists asked questions? So it was Newton who asked the question, why does an apple fall from a tree? And it led to a great discovery and understanding. They reckon that Albert Einstein asked questions too, and I'm not going to tell you what the questions were because I I couldn't even understand the questions, let alone answer them. (laughs) But they were brilliant questions, and he was a great scientist and uh, an inventor. And so I reckon my grandson, Zach, is going to be brilliant because he just asks questions. He loves to ask questions. And uh, how many of you have got kids who love asking questions? They ask questions and more questions and more questions and you know, don't, don't get tired of them asking questions because you've probably got a scientist or an inventor in the making. Unless they start asking you questions like, when are we going to McDonald's? Then you just tell them to shut up and get lost, you know. <laughs> you know, don't worry about those questions, but the good questions. You know, why, why isn't the sun falling out of the sky? I have no idea, but anyway. So I asked our staff a question. And I want to give you some of the answers today. And the question I asked them was, why do we have New Zealand and beyond? And I want to try and answer that question because some of you may wonder as well, why do you talk so much about New Zealand and beyond? And some of you I know say, you know, can you not shut up about that for a while? You know, just for a few weeks? And the answer to that is no, I can't. But why? Why? Why is a question? So I want to try and answer that. will maybe help you understand why it is so high on our agenda and why it's so important to us. And the first thing is we hold this conference for you. More than for anyone else, you and I will benefit the most. Now, watch the scripture. 2 Corinthians 16 verse 9 says, The eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong. I wonder how many of you would like God to show himself strong for you. He's going to show himself strong for who? For those whose heart is fully committed to him. In other words, to those who are all in and sold out and fully surrendered to Jesus. God's going to say, the best thing I can do for you as your pastor is to help you to be all in, to help you to be all surrendered and committed and sold out for Jesus. Because what is happening right now is God is looking across, scanning across this entire congregation, and he's, he's wanting to show himself strong on behalf of some of you. So he's looking, where's, where's someone? Where's, where, who's, that? who's fully committed to me? Who's all in for me? I, I'm desperate to show myself strong for some people. So he's searching, looking all across here. Who's all out? Who's all in? Who's sold out? God says he'll show himself strong. He'll give a breakthrough. He'll give a miracle. He'll give an answer. And so, friends, the best thing I can ever do for you is to help you to be all in. Because when you are, you will enjoy the best possible life on this planet. And that's what a good shepherd wants for a sheep. He just wants the best for them. And so the more you are all in for God, the more he shows himself 
and blesses strong and blesses your life. To live in all our faith, though, you and I would understand, is incredibly hard. It's just massively, massively challenging, is it not? Because like every demon from hell is against you living an all and fully committed life. You've got to swim upstream. You've got to go against the tide all the time. It is demanding. It is tiring. It is exhausting. But it's a call that God has given us to do in our lives. It's a challenge that we all face. And this is where New Zealand and become, Beyond comes in. It will significantly help you to be all in. If you think about it, just giving up three days to get to a conference, you know, to worship God, be with His people, that is a statement to God of all in. That's why God can come and show Himself strong on your behalf. We all want more in life. We want more with our family, our marriage, our job, our finances. We want to be a better mother, father, employee, boss, Christian. When you set aside three days to be with God, it could be a camp, but I'm talking about conference, you position yourself for the more. Tell the person next to you, you position yourself for the more. Because that's what we all want. We all want more, don't we? I should have said you position yourself for more money and we would have had a big buzz in the place. That comes as well. Matthew 5 verse 6, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. They shall be filled. Whatever your need is today, can I just say, Absolutely and completely, the answer is found in God. Isn't it amazing? People will look all over the world. I'll try this, that, the other thing. This, this may answer it. This may satisfy me. This may da da da. No, that emptiness in your heart can only be filled by God. And so more of God is what you need. You know, New Zealand Beyond is not just a conference with great messages. Here's some of the feedback that we get of what happens. People encounter God that changes their lives. There's an atmosphere of encounter. People hear the voice of God. I know in the, in the UK and beyond, I heard the voice of God a number of times. It was just, wow, remarkable. Because I was in that atmosphere where God's voice is stronger. You'll have an increased passion for God, if that's in your heart. A greater heart for unsaved family and friends. Would you like that? A greater burden to pray for your family, your loved ones. Visions are born. Dreams are ignited. You're inspired to pursue God's call on your life. You also step into an atmosphere of breakthrough because when God's people come together for several days, there is an an electricity, there's a charge in the place that is more than you get in a normal church service. Maybe you're in a dark place, you're broken, you're ready to quit. Don't. There's a breakthrough coming. There's a breakthrough coming. We'll chase that down tonight, but also during our conference, we're going to go after that. There is a breakthrough coming. Do you know last year at conference, this is amazing, a hundred people claim to have been healed by God. Now, this wasn't raise your hand if you're healed. This is, if you've been healed, touched by God, come to stand at the altar. A hundred, approximately a hundred people came to the front. And it was amazing. One of those people that many of us know that had Parkinson's, very high level of Parkinson's, and been significantly healed and doing great to this very day, a year later or roughly, or six months later, doing really well. Parkinson's healed. But what you may not know, how many of you remember Joel Holm? Yeah, one of our keynote speakers. Well, before last year's conference, uh, during January, February, March, he was feeling really sick, and he had this sickness. He just couldn't kick it, couldn't get rid of it. And so he, um, he, he ca- began to cancel his speaking engagements. He canceled Australia and other places, but then he turns up to New Zealand and beyond. And I thought, like, what's the deal here? Like, Joel, we thought you're sick, you're going... Do you know what he said? He said, I had to come 
to get into the atmosphere of faith that's at New Zealand and beyond. You think about this. Here's a guy traveled from America, from the United States, to our conference to be in an atmosphere of faith. You just have to travel from West Auckland about five minutes down the road to be in that atmosphere of faith and receive your miracle. Let Joel inspire you. Sometimes we need the faith of others to get us through. Some of you need to hear this today. Your own faith is not going to get you the miracle you need. You need a group of people around you. You need the faith of others to support your strength. That's what happens at a, at a conference in particular. But remember that, that guy that's uh, crippled and he couldn't get his miracle? So these four guys, who obviously had tremendous faith, put him on that stretcher to get him to Jesus, had to smash through this roof, lower him down, get him to Jesus, and he was healed and raised up and was able to walk normally again. But the reality, the point is this, friends, he didn't have the faith to get there. And some of you, you just don't have the faith to get the miracle you need. But there are four men or women or people around who can carry you to Jesus, who have the faith that you need so you can get your breakthrough in Jesus' name. Check out this DVD clip on what some people are expecting from New Zealand and beyond 19. My passion at New Zealand and beyond is to grow a greater heart for the lost and to see all of us as churches get a heart for God and a heart for the people that are in our lives, in our communities, in our streets and neighbourhoods and to see them one to Christ. I've got an expectation um, in New Zealand and beyond to ignite the next generation with the fire of God. A move of God and that other pastors, other churches are going to catch the vision of reaching New Zealand and beyond. Um, my heart is to see those that have never encountered God before encounter them for the first time. What I'm really expecting for myself personally is uh, to encounter God in worship. Uh, last year at conference, me, Delfina and our team were just blown away uh, by the incredible presence and power in worship. To really just action my faith outside these four walls to reach the lost people um, in my life. I want to be ignited. I want to be set on fire. I want to go back into my community and be different, changed. I want an encounter with Jesus Christ. Is to be equipped and inspired and to hear from God at another level so I can be able to reach my world for Jesus. I believe when we get together at conference, we're going to experience a huge level of faith, more than we could experience even in our local churches. But there's a power there's an atmosphere that comes when we all get together, that even the people that are struggling that might sit at the back, they'll experience a miracle just by being in that atmosphere. I believe that at conference, if you take a few days out dedicated to meet with God, He's going to meet with you in a powerful way. Well, my dream for conference is that I personally hear from God, I receive something personally, but on top of that, that the whole campus and the whole church hears something specifically from God that we can do something with. My big expectation this year for conference is to see the body of Christ come together in unity to a greater level than we've ever seen before, to have that as one spirit where nothing is impossible in God. So we would have New Zealand and beyond, even if only Church Unlimited people attended, because we need breakthroughs. We need to be refired, inspired. We need to meet with God, hear His voice. That's why we would still have it regardless. We started New Zealand Beyond 11 years ago when we only had one campus. But God knew we would have many campuses. And so New Zealand Beyond now is the annual family gathering. 
And so we're going to have family, your family, my family, joining us from Kaitaia, from Whangarei, from the city, obviously from here, also from Rotorua, they're going to come from Sydney, and they're going to come from Tuvalu. And do you know that you have uh, brothers and sisters uh, in Tuvalu that you're going to spend billions of years with in eternity? Wouldn't you like to meet them beforehand? If there's a few you don't like, you might say, Jesus, can I be in another part of heaven? But they're, they're your family members. And, you know, just like you don't get to choose your own brothers and sisters, you don't get to choose your own family members in the church either. But you have got thousands of family members. And you're going to be with them, folks. Seriously. Not just this. This is forever. That person that, you know, you sit over there because you hate that person over there. Guess what? They're both going to be in heaven together with you. You won't be able to avoid them. And they can travel at the speed of light. I don't know how it quite works, but you won't be able to hide from them. So best you get on well with them now. <clears throat> Because you're going to be with them for a long, long time. So New Zealand Bronx, to be honest, to bring the whole family together so we get a taste of heaven here on earth. Who reckons that's a good thing? No? No, okay, don't. All right, never mind. I think it's all right, though. But, you know, a church family is the hope of the world. The stronger the church family, the stronger the society, the stronger the nation. The stronger our church family, listen to this, the more we will impact our community, our city, our nation for Jesus We've got to make this family so strong. We were united together. We all do our part. We're committed to the vision, to the direction. And you know, we're making progress. Isn't that good? I think it was a few weeks ago, we had a Sunday morning, a family Sunday morning, where we, we gave free sausages. That's probably why the people came. But anyway, but there was free sausages and candy floss and all, you know, bouncy castles. And it was a long weekend. We packed the place out. It was a, as many people as we've had on a long weekend, for, for as far as I can remember. And it was just such a great family feel. Yeah. We are progressing. Yeah. We're becoming a stronger family all the time, but we need to keep working on that. And one of the things we're sensing for New Zealand beyond this year is that God, unusually, God wants to heal families. Mm. We felt that in prayer and, and, and heal relationships and marriages and things like that. In New Zealand beyond, your whole family gets ministered to the children, the young people, and the adults. Last year's kids' conference was amazing. It really was. A number of kids encountered God. They got touched by God. But the thing that touched me the most about last year's New Zealand Beyond was God spoke to me and he said, Tuck, I want Church Unlimited to have such a phenomenal children's ministry that your children never wander away from God and never backslide. Who reckons that would be an awesome achievement? You know? We've got to turn the tide, folks. We've got to say, devil, this is enough. You know, there are so many parents sitting here right now whose hearts are broken because their kids are far away from God, backslidden, making a mess of their life, and they're pleading with God, God, would you bring my son back? Would you bring my daughter back? And we feel for you. I ask this question all over the world. How many of you got kids that are away from the Lord? Just about every hand goes up. With so many hands go up. We look, we've lost, you know, the whole generation of people that are walking away from God. But God is saying, I want to turn the tide on this. I want to raise up a ministry. And here it's for Church Unlimited, I'm sure for elsewhere, where your children do not walk away from God, where your young people stay on fire for their entire lives. When they're 70, 80, 90, they're still fired up for Jesus. They never cause their parents a heartache. Wouldn't that be awesome? And I want to say as your pastor, 
One of the, the greatest things that you could do for your children, more than take them to sport every week, more than to buy them the best gifts or take them to McDonald's or Denny's or wherever you might take them, more than helping them do well in their schoolwork, is get them to our children's conference next year at New Zealand and beyond. Get them in God's presence for three days. It may ch- just save you a lifetime of heartache. Do it. You might say, well, I don't want to come to college. Well, don't come. Send your kids. We'll look after your kids. Do it for the sake of your kids. Yeah, my wife said, just have a holiday. Seriously, do it for the sake of your kids. You have so much influence in the eternal future. Pour into them, friends. I urge you, I encourage you in Jesus' name. Few conferences of that kind of a vision. Now, I was saved, as many of you know, in the charismatic renewal. I was born in the fire. So we would run to church. <laughs> Seriously. I remember parking my car up the hill there, and you know, people were racing down, you know, because everyone wanted to get a front seat. You know, there was a premium on the front seats, you know. I don't know if I saw it, but I reckon there were a few fisticuffs on the front. No, I was here first, you know, get out of my way. And people, people wanted, to, wanted to be in the front rows. Why? Because there was such hunger for God. It was extraordinary, and God is going to do it again, friends. He's going to do it again, This is, and he's going to do it ten times greater or seven times greater than it happened in the past. I remember, you know, we would never miss church. You just, you, to miss church is like, what? What's wrong with you? Are you sick? We wouldn't miss morning or night, ever, ever, friends. We were there all the time. Why? Because of hunger. Oh, to get with God and His people and to worship and to hear the word was, well, that's what we actually lived for in those days. We'd sacrifice so much other stuff. You know, I remember prayer meetings packed out with 700 people storming heaven. You know, the volume was, (laughs) you reckon volume get loud here, man. Those prayer meetings were just over the top. They were amazing times. You know, when you've tasted the real thing, the power and the glory of God, you are ruined. You're ruined for anything less. So these days for me, it doesn't matter how, how great the contemporary music is. It doesn't matter how many smoke machines we have going. The flashing lights are there. Brilliant. The best preachers in the world, friends. I'm, I'm ruined for the power and the presence and the glory and the anointing and the manifestation of Jesus in our midst, where my life is so impacted by God that I almost walk out quietly reflecting on what God has done in my life. Friends, when you've tasted that, you are ruined. Nothing else can satisfy, but God is going to do it again. I remember preaching a sermon in the town hall on the zeal of God has consumed me. I had an altar call. It was packed out right across the front. It was packed. All the aisles were packed out. There must have been three, four, five hundred people on the altar call. We used to sing that song, exactly that line, the zeal of God had consumed me, and it still does. Forty years later, I'm still, I've got more fire today than I had back then when I started, because fire has a way of getting stronger. As you keep feeding the fire, as you keep putting in the coal and the fuel and the air and the oxygen and the word and the prayer and surrender, the the fire gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Friends, it should never wane. It should never get subdued. It should never lessen. It should increase and more and more and more. But William Booth said those great words, didn't he, on his deathbed? They said, a general, great general, any final words of advice? He said, yeah, tend to the fire. For the nature of fire is to go out. Yeah. If you don't guard your fire, yeah. it's going to go out. Yeah. If you're not on fire to God, come tonight. Come to New Zealand and God. Catch the fire. Yeah. I'm trying. 
I have a dream where attending church is not a duty but a passion. I have a dream to see prayer meetings packed out, ground floor, upstairs, and every campus. I have a dream to see every Christian on fire. Every Christian. Miracle power flowing like never before. I have a dream to see New Zealand turn to Jesus. And New Zealand Beyond is a God-given vehicle that God has placed in our hands to see these dreams fulfilled. The Western Church is described in Revelation 3. It says, it's not hot, it's not cold, it's lukewarm. And through New Zealand Beyond, we'll help raise the spiritual temperature of our church, but also with the church of New Zealand. And you know, we're making some progress. You want to hear some progress? The progress is this. Last Friday night, we had a half night of prayer. And I think we probably had one of the biggest turnouts of people that we've ever had. I remember thinking, gosh, there's a lot of people here. And about, about uh, seven o'clock, 11 o'clock, there wouldn't be many short of 200 people still there crying out to God. And I thought, well, I just thought it was a good night. But as I was preparing the sermon this morning, God said, well, you've been asking for the spiritual temperature to go up, haven't you? You know, the first sign of the spiritual temperature going up, people start praying. People start turning out to pray. That's the first. Every revival is preceded by a revival in prayer. And we saw something on Friday, and I pray to God it can do. I pray tonight we'll have one of our biggest hour of power services that we've ever had as the spiritual temperature continues to climb. You might say, well, I'm not in for that. My temperature's right down. Hey, come and get the temperature up. You know, that's, that's what the whole thing is designed for. They say the tipping point is around 10%. Listen carefully. Scientists at Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute have found that just when 10% of the population hold an unshakable belief, their belief will be adopted by a majority of society. 10%. They use computational and analytical methods, which I don't know what they are, to discover the tipping point where a minority belief, like Christianity in New Zealand, becomes a majority opinion. When the number of committed opinion holders is below 10%, like New Zealand, there's no visible progress in the spread of what they believe. That's what's happening. There's no visible progress. But once that number grows above 10%, the ideas spread like a flame. But here's the catch. The 10% need to be completely set in their views and unflappable in their beliefs. Could we say they need to be all in, all out, fully surrendered, fully committed, unflappable in their beliefs about Christianity? On that basis, friends, we need 10%, just 10% of Christians in Church Unlimited who are all out, who are sold out, who are fully surrendered, who are committed to Jesus Christ, and we will lift the spiritual temperature of this church to a great degree, and then with that, increase the spiritual temperature of the church of New Zealand. I'm saying, God, give me 10%. I only need 10%. I don't need everybody, but God, give me 10%. John Wensley said, give me 300 men who fear nothing but God and sin, and I will shake the world. God gave him 300 men, and he shook the known world at that time, or much of the world. The great Methodist revival broke out. He asked for 300 men. I'm saying, God, could you give me just 10%? I don't need more than that. 10% in Church Unlimited, and we'll change the face of this church. We'll change the face of Christianity in this nation. 
And that, 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 that fire will spread like a wildfire. And before you know it, you'll all be on fire for Jesus. And wouldn't that be a good thing? Wouldn't you like that? I know we all want that. So why don't you make a decision today? You're going to be one of that 10%. One of that 10%. Be a fire lighter. Igniting fires wherever you go. So tonight we're going to pray for that 10%. We're going to pray for that temperature to go up as well. As I said, I was in uh, Christchurch last night. And I experienced something I've never, ever seen before in my life. We had to start the meeting early. It was scheduled for 8 o'clock. But the problem was that by about quarter to 8, the cathedral was packed out. People had started coming at 7 o'clock to be in that meeting. And it was so full that we thought, what are we going to do? And I remember standing at the back thinking, hey, guys, what are we going to do here? And so we decided to start the service early. And friends... God is going to do it again. There's going to come the day we're at Church Unlimited. This place is going to be so full, so packed out before the, even the 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock or six, uh, 11 o'clock or 6 o'clock start time that we're going to have to start some music. We're going to have to start something, get, something, get something underway because there'll be such a hunger, such a fire, such a passion, such a longing for God. The ushers will have no problems filling the front rows, friends. I'm telling you, that will be the least of their problems. Their problem will be getting the people in the doors and keeping out those and saying that the house is full and they'll probably be having fights at the door because people want to get in because God has spoken. This place is going to be so full. This place is too small for us. And I believe the day is coming. I think God said to me, it's going to be so full that no matter what you do, they're not going to fit in. That day is coming. So good. Yeah, very exciting, isn't it? So... I had a prophecy this week, and the prophecy said that right now God is putting a trumpet. This is my trumpet. Here it is. He's putting a trumpet to your mouth. And he has found you in a large church where some pastors would just settle for that. Yet you've been willing to pick up this trumpet to gore God's people to a new level of commitment, a new level of prayer a new level of mission. So the Lord's going to increase your ability to blow that trumpet clearly. And people from far away are going to hear the sound. And you'll suddenly see people rising all over this nation and the nations who say, we're all in, we're all out, we're fully committed, we're fully surrendered to Jesus. You see, New Zealand and beyond is not a conference of just great speakers. It's actually a trumpet call. It's a call to the Church of New Zealand. How many of you know the Church of New Zealand needs to rise up? We all know that, don't we? None of us are in any doubt about that. It needs to rise up in our nation. It's calling God's people to an all-in faith. We're prophesying through New Zealand beyond to the dry bones in Ezekiel 37.4. Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Surely I'll cause breath to enter you and you shall live. So I prophesied, this may be prophesying to you. So I prophesied there was a noise, suddenly a rattling, bones coming together, bone to bone, but there was no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy, say to the breath, come from the four winds and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied and breath came into them and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. I've got my trumpet is going to come 
and he's going to sound the alarm. A trumpet is usually an alarm sound, and there's an alarm across this nation for the church to arise. So this is New Zealand and beyond sounding an alarm. So he's not done this for a long while. Give him a good hand. No matter how it goes, give him a massive clap. He's going to do his very best. Right, we're going to do this again. Would you close your eyes? This is a trumpet call that God's placed upon Church Unlimited to call the Church of New Zealand, listen carefully, you know I've said it before, to a greater level of commitment to be all in, and a greater level of all in to prayer and to mission. Because when you get surrender, prayer, and mission together, friends, you got the seeds of a mighty revival. So as you listen to this trumpet, hear the sound of the, the voice of New Zealand and beyond going across this nation and into the nations of the world. Thank you. Awesome. Come on, give him a hand, shall you? So here's a question, friends. Will you help us blow that trumpet strong and loud, calling this nation, calling the Church of New Zealand to prayer, to mission, to being all in? Some of you saw recently the protest down in the Parliament grounds about the name of Jesus Christ being removed from parliamentary prayer. And they were pretty much ignored. And I felt embarrassed, to be honest. The Church of New Zealand has been sidelined and it has no voice into government. When it has no voice, it means the laws that they pass will be anti-Christ and anti-Christian. But God has spoken to us that he's going to give us a voice into parliament, a voice into government. That day is going to come. It's not here yet. As we keep blowing this trumpet and the temperature of the church rises, we will have a voice into the government. We will have a voice into this nation. We are also encouraged to do our part to save the planet, aren't we? Recycle our garbage. We do it for the sake of our neighbors, our family, a social responsibility to recycle. And I trust that you will do your recycling and you do it faithfully and you do it well like we do. It is important. Some nations have no recycling. Those nations are a mess. Disease are all over the place. There's also a massive call to do whatever we can to stop global warming. Billions of dollars are being spent in conferences, think tanks. There's a worldwide push for global warming. But friends, I want to say to you today that there is something far more important that we all need to do our part in, and that is to save our nation and our planet spiritually. We have a social responsibility for the spiritual well-being of the Church of New Zealand and of our nation. And this needs to come a fresh call of the Spirit. Yes, I'm all for recycling. I'm all for global warming. I'm all for save the planet. But friends, we've got to save this nation spiritually. It's going down the drain. It's going to hell in a handbasket. And you and I have a social responsibility, friends, to raise the temperature, to turn this nation back to Jesus so we can save the planet. We can save the earth. We can save the nation of New Zealand. 
And this is what New Zealand and beyond does. We train, we empower, we equip churches and individuals and, and, and groups you know, to, of how to bring Christ into their community, how to, you know, how to spread the message of Jesus among the people that uh, God has placed them. All we need, friends, is 10%. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Just need 10% of Christians in this nation to be on fire and all in and sold out. Obviously, that 10% isn't there yet. I don't know how far we are from that, but the tipping point, this is doable, friends. This is not the impossible call. I can believe for 10%. Would you be one of that 10%? Would you pick up a social responsibility to save our nation spiritually? It's a huge call, I know. But You know, when a nation turns to God, there comes redemption lift. We all benefit greatly. Every area of life begins to improve. Finances improve. Family life, health, jobs, salvation, loved ones, guidance, mental health. Everything improves. Let me give you a couple of scriptures if you doubt me. Proverbs 14 34. Righteousness exalts a nation. When a nation is exalted, it means it's doing well, not just economically. Like many nations do phenomenally in, a, in an economic sense, but the people are just broken and, and hurt and wounded and depressed and issues on, on the left and front and the families are a mess. This is not just economic progress, friends, but doing well in every area of society. Christian nations come under the incredible blessing of God. Psalm 33, verse 12. Blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. Who wants that for New Zealand? Blessed is a nation. Well, you can play a part. You can help us with this. So important that we reach the next generation. If we don't reach the next generation, friends, we will lose the nation. We don't reach our children and our young people. We don't see them pouring into the church. We will lose the nation. The best legacy you and I can leave is pass on our faith to the next generation. Can I encourage you to do everything in your power to pass on your faith to your children? Everything in your power. Pass on your faith to your young people. Everything you can possibly do. It doesn't matter if it costs you. Doesn't matter if you have to make sacrifices. Doesn't matter if it's inconvenient. The greatest legacy you and I will ever leave is passing our faith onto our children, grandchildren, and beyond that. And if your kids are away from God, friends, it's not too late. Just push into God because there's a breakthrough coming. There's a breakthrough coming for you and your family. Let's give everything we can. Acts 13 36, David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God, fell asleep. My God, I want to serve my generation faithfully. I want to do everything in my power to serve my generation. And when I leave this planet, which I will, I'll be able to stand before God and say, God, I did everything I knew. I left everything on the field, as it were, to pass on the faith you've given me to my own children, grandchildren, but beyond that to as many people in this nation and beyond this nation. David served God in his generation. He served God and then he fell asleep. Let's serve God, friends, in our generation. Let us be a generation that made a difference. Let us be a generation that turned the spiritual tide of the church in New Zealand. 
Let's be a generation that sees this nation come back to Jesus. Let's not leave it to the next generation. They may not do it, friends. The former generation didn't manage to get there, but let our generation be the generation that makes a difference. I trust you're beginning to see that New Zealand Beyond is not just an event. It's just not a conference with great speakers. It has a massive weight of God's vision and mandate upon it to strengthen the church of New Zealand, to help reach New Zealand. We have events all throughout the year as well to back up what we do. We have, you know, prayer walk the nation and, you know, good neighbors and clothing things, all, all kinds of stuff, They're all a part of this, this whole mission that God's put on our hearts and put upon our church. It's not something I wanted to do. It's not something I chose to do. I didn't ask for this jolly trumpet. I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. I'm not sure I even want it. I mean, who wants to call a backslidden church back to Jesus? Who wants to be that voice that says you're not hot or cold? I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for New Zealand and beyond. I didn't ask for it. But God's put it on us. And I'll use every ounce of strength and faith that God gives me to fulfill this vision and we will get the job done. As I wrap this up, another major call of the church and of New Zealand Beyond is to bring unity in the body of Christ, which means so much to Jesus is his longest prayer the one he cried out for, because it says in John 17, that they may be one, that the world may believe that you have sent me. When the world sees us as one, friends, they're going to believe in Jesus. The church has got to be strong, loving one another. We've got to be family, friends, if not for our sake, for the sake of a lost world. And then the last thing, of course, is to fulfill God's call upon Church Unlimited. So will you join us? So you can meet with God, help bring the Church Unlimited family together, help raise the spiritual temperature of Church Unlimited and of the Church of New Zealand. Would you be a part of the team that turns New Zealand to Jesus? Because we will. Brings unity in the body of Christ. Will you help us fulfill the call, the mandate that God has placed upon us? And together with God and one another, we will see this nation turn to Jesus. Yeah. Amen.